the beta-carotene and retinal efficacy trial, known as CARET, C-A-R-E-T, was a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial to determine if daily supplements of beta-carotene and vitamin A were safe and if they decreased the incidence of lung cancer in people at high risk. 30 milligrams of beta-carotene and 25,000 units of retinal palmitate was given to over 18,000 persons. Carrot began in 1985, but the trial was terminated 20 months ahead of schedule. There was definitive evidence in 1996 of no benefit and substantial evidence of an increase in the incidence of lung cancer. In a healthy metabolism, there is a balance between fatty acids and anti-fatty acids. The anti-fatty acids include glycerol, cholesterol, and many of its steroidal metabolites. In cancer, as in all disease, there is either a predominance of dysaerobic metabolism due to pathological fatty acids, leukotrienes, or anaerobic metabolism due to pathological high-tissue cholesterol or cortisol. As these names imply, each off-balance disrupts oxygen utilization, respiration. In dysaerobic metabolism, oxygen is hijacked for free radicals. Glycolysis prevails in anaerobic metabolism. Aerobic metabolism is diminished when fatty acids bound to abundant anti-fatty acids cannot sustain the necessary oxidative phosphorylation. All lipids, be they Ravici's therapeutic lipid agents, hormones, supplements, or dietary oils and fats, have either dysaerobic or anaerobic effects. Whereas dysaerobic lipids generate free radicals, anaerobic lipids promote anaerobic metabolism. Dysaerobic and anaerobic lipids and fats are distinguished by their opposite effects in urine. High pH and surface tension with low specific gravity and reduction define anabolic effects. The opposite, low pH and surface tension with high specific gravity and oxidation define dysaerobic effects. Beta-carotene and retinol both foster dysaerobic metabolism. Therefore, those subjects in this trial with pathological fatty acids could develop cancer if pathological leukotrienes increased from these two supplements. And those subjects with pathological tissue cholesterol could develop cancer if their pathological tissue cholesterol further increased in defense against the dysaerobic effects of these supplements. COVID is dysaerobic metabolism. Therefore, high doses of vitamin A and beta-carotene are contraindicated. Since vitamin D is also dysaerobic, 
daily intake should be limited to 2,000 international units, sufficient to prevent or correct deficiencies. A letter to the editor in the British Medical Journal this April describes vitamin D deficiency as an existing, ubiquitous, and pressing issue, a larger relative COVID-19 causative agent than socioeconomic status for UK blacks, Asians, and minority ethnic groups. Vitamin D deficiency is prevalent as well in African Americans, obesity, older individuals, and care home residents. While weekly 50,000 IUD3 will likely serve these groups, the letter is a plea for urgent research, including basal D levels, for this potentially simple, feasible COVID-19 mitigation remedy. In studies in the United States to date, vitamin D deficiency in dark-skinned people with COVID is considered observational, not causative. Others conclude the correlation between vitamin D deficiency and COVID outcomes disappears when adjustments are made for age, weight, and socioeconomic deprivation. Some say low vitamin D in blacks is inconsequential because the incidence of osteoporosis in blacks is so low. None, however, address the effects of dark skin in reducing vitamin D synthesis from sunlight. EPA and DHA and polyunsaturated oils, supplements, are also contraindicated in individuals with COVID. They are dysaerobic. Still fresh in my mind is a woman with breast cancer who was dysaerobic. EPA, unfortunately, exacerbated her cancer. Minerals are either dysaerobic or anaerobic. Calcium, which is often taken in very large doses, and magnesium are both dysaerobic. 400 milligrams per day is the recommended limit for each. 400 milligrams per day is also the recommended dose of calcium for those with a diet deficient in calcium whereas magnesium is necessary in osteoporosis, there is no convincing evidence that calcium is necessary or beneficial. To the contrary, high calcium, low magnesium intake leads to calcification of arteries, that is atherosclerosis, as well as osteoporosis and osteoporotic bone fractures. Lipid-bound calcium is indicated for fractures or osteoporotic lesions. It will go only to cells where a deficiency of calcium contributes to healing. It will not accumulate in arterial plaque as supplemental calcium salts readily do. Zinc, on the other hand, is anaerobic. Lipid-bound zinc is an anti-dysaerobic agent. Lipid-bound zinc will be delivered to cells where it is needed, to dysaerobic cells. Lipid-bound zinc avoids the possibility of a high zinc-to-copper ratio that can occur from supplementation with usual zinc supplements. Of note here, 
usual zinc supplements are of no benefit for BPH, benign prostatic hypertrophy, or prostate cancer. However, Dr. Ricci found lipid-bound zinc effective in both conditions. Vitamin C is neither dysaerobic nor anaerobic. It has no effect on the lipid defense. For an excellent review of its use in the prevention and treatment of coronavirus, go to the July 7th news release at orthomolecular.org. We'd love to hear from you. Please email your questions or comments and as well, any topics that you would like covered in these podcasts. Thank you.